God bless you and welcome to the Defending the Message podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Smith. In today's podcast, I'm going to replay the audio from my latest YouTube video. It was called Dumb Devil, Prideful Phrase, Plus Brother Random said Satan is a genius at his job and the word defeats Satan. It was video 175, released September 16th of this year, 2023. Many times I enjoy receiving the comments on the videos. Of course, I enjoy the positive comments. I really appreciate the encouragement. But even the critical comments, many times I learn from that criticism. Most of the time the criticism is wrong, but I can better understand people's perspectives, where they're coming, where they're coming from. And so I thought I'd go through the comments here. In one comment, a person said, the scripture, pride comes before the fall. That's a great scripture. I wish I would have put that on the video. And then they asked a good question. How do you spot the difference between having a critical spirit from judging righteously? And that is an excellent question. And I just responded and said you can spot a critical spirit when it breaks the word of God. For example, one time a woman in the church told me what I needed to preach. And Brother Branham said, no one tells the preacher what to preach, especially a woman. And that's not offense to our sisters, but the fact that 1 Timothy 2 says women are not to usurp authority above a man. And so even in that case, that sister eventually left our church. And then her husband admitted she had a critical spirit and he even repented to me, but she never really repented. And then second, I said a critical spirit is not humble. It always exalts itself. A critical spirit will not admit its own faults. And then I use the scripture, Proverbs 13, 10, only by pride cometh contention. A brother preached at our church years ago, and I thank the Lord for bringing that to my remembrance. That's such a great scripture. A critical spirit divides the brethren and creates contention. But a humble spirit seeks to hide his brother's faults as much as possible. And then I quoted Matthew eighteen fifteen, where Jesus said, take other sins to them one on one. And then another comment said the video was enlightening. He'd heard the statements before, but not thought about it much. And he said, we definitely need sermons today in the message with actual substance. And I agree, that was a good statement. And of course, our substance needs to be the word of God. And then one person gave two comments. He said, not even our Lord insulted Satan in the wilderness. I thought that was a great thought as well. I wish I would have put that scripture on the video. And then the brother said again, even the Lord Jesus washed Judas's feet. So what a humble act of kindness the Lord Jesus gave, even washing Judas's feet. I believe Jesus washed all the disciples' feet, but said, one of you is not clean in John chapter 13. So all these comments and scriptures validate this truth that we must not exalt ourselves. And they agree with Brother Ram's quotes where Brother Ram called Satan, a good adversary, a great adversary, a smart one. Satan knew the Bible as good as Jesus did. Satan's good at his job. Satan's more than a match for a human being. We are not a match for Satan, and he's a genius at his job. Before playing the audio of the Dumb Devil video, I'd like to share the next video I'm working on. Hopefully it'll come out on Saturday of this week, Lord willing, or maybe early next week. I want to look at the racism accusation against Brother Branham. At the beginning of this year, back in January, one of Brother Ram's accusers made a podcast and talked about racism in the message. And of course, I've been studying on this 
over the last nine months, waiting for the right time, waiting to get enough quotes. So I feel like I have a good case to show that Brother Branham was not a racist. And friends, I know this is a sensitive subject, and I want to address it with grace and wisdom. And here's just a few points I'll be sharing in the next video by God's grace. Brother Branham admitted he was raised in a racist family and racist culture, but he said he overcame it by the grace of God. There's many quotes where Brother Branham says, All races and all skin colors are all God's children, and we're all saved by one blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. He said all believers are his brethren. But then one question lots of people have is, why did Brother Branham continue to use stereotypes? And in the video, I deal with a couple of those reasons. And of course, no true believer wants to have stereotypes in their lives. And no true believer supports stereotypes or any hurtful words against any race. So a couple of reasons these stereotypes continued on in Brother Bram's life were probably because the culture is slow to change. You know, most minorities in the civil rights era were literally second-class citizens. And that's sad, that's heartbreaking, but that was the condition of the culture. And many of the civil rights laws were not changed until after Brother Branham passed in 1965. And then a second reason God may have allowed stereotypes is because God allows each one of us to battle sin our entire lives. Think about it. If we were free from sin, we wouldn't need the blood of Jesus Christ. And each person may battle a different sin their entire life. Some may battle fear their entire lives. Some may battle depression. Some may battle lust. Some may battle greed. But here in Brother Bram's case, it was a battle against stereotypes. And so we want to offer Brother Branham mercy and not judge him, just like we ourselves don't want to be judged for our human errors and our human mistakes that God even allows us to battle over the course of our lives. And a stereotype is just a limited opinion someone has. And friends, if we're honest, all of us have opinions and they're all limited which person can say, well, I have a perfect opinion about this subject or that subject. Or I have a perfect opinion about this group of people. So the humility of a Christian, the Holy Spirit anointing us to be humble, would admit and say, we all have our own limited opinions. We don't know everything and we need God's grace to grow in our understanding and our wisdom. And we want to treat everybody the same. We want to treat everybody with the love of Jesus Christ. As the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So I hope you enjoyed that little preview of my next video. Hopefully it'll be a blessing by the grace of God. I feel I was called and born to defend this message, the Bible teachings that God gave to Brother Branham, and now defending his character. It seems the strategy of the enemy is to get people's eyes off the message and on the messenger. And so I want to defend the messenger and ultimately point our eyes back to the scripture. All have fallen short of God's glory. There's none righteous, no, not one. Jesus Christ is our one and only standard. So I appreciate all the downloads, all the likes, all the shares, all the comments. Please pray about sharing these podcasts with other believers or family members or friends who need to hear the truth of the message of the hour. God bless you and may Jesus Christ anoint you to defend this message.
Even the Satan, our great adversary, is such a smart one until he even puts sometimes the church before God. Satan knows how to make it attractive. He's a, he's a genius at his job. Greetings, friends, in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of this video is to answer the question, is the phrase dumb devil an acceptable phrase for Christians to use, or is it a prideful, sinful statement? I believe the answer is it's a sinful, prideful statement to make, which is why I have not used that statement, nor do I encourage anyone else to use that statement. Now, friends, I would admit anyone in comparison to God is not intelligent, is not smart. Anyone compared to God really knows nothing. So we all know Satan is nothing compared to God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ is infinite, so that means he's infinitely greater than the devil. But we don't see this prideful attitude in the scripture of Paul, Peter, James, and John calling Satan a dumb devil. And again, remember, friends, some of these preachers that are saying dumb devil are the same ones that have called themselves the greatest preachers of all time or among the greatest preachers of all time. And that is just complete, utter nonsense. Message preachers today, especially the ones that are very wealthy, do not suffer in any capacity like the saints from the Bible days. It's not even close. They don't sacrifice as much as the saints from the Bible days, and it's not even close. So again, we should pray for these ministers to repent of their pride of calling themselves the greatest of all time. And they need to repent because it's basically the manifestation of the spirit of pride again in their lives. I want to begin by saying we are not to be afraid of Satan and we're not to be worried about Satan because the Bible says greater is Christ that's within us than he that's in the world. And St. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the reality of it is as Holy Ghost filled Christians or Christians who are in the process of being sanctified, we do not always obey the Holy Spirit. We do not always walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so in those moments, the enemy can tempt us and make us fall and make us bring reproach upon the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we don't want that to happen. And as 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9 say, we're to be alert and sober-minded, because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Notice the scripture says to be alert, to be cautious, to be aware of the enemy. And the Bible tells us to resist him, standing firm in the faith. And friends, we know that the word of God will defeat Satan anytime, any place, anywhere, as God's prophet, Brother Branham, said. Now notice, here it is. I want you to see it and get it now. The word of God, written word of God, will defeat Satan anywhere, any place, anytime. It's written. There it is. Everybody wouldn't have gifts. Jesus brought it down to a place where those who do not have gifts and do not have very much faith to just say, it is written. There it is, and it's stand right on that. But I have noticed a trend over the last few years of certain message preachers, popular, famous message preachers, using this phrase, dumb devil, and I do not believe it is an appropriate phrase to use. I believe it's a prideful, sinful statement to use. And one evidence of that is that I've seen three of these preachers go through awful situations, and I just wonder if these awful situations are the result of this prideful statement calling the devil dumb. 
Two of the situations are cancer-related, and one situation was a divorce situation. So I believe the wisdom of God, along with the quotes of God's prophet, Brother Branham, teach us that we have to respect our enemy. Of course, we do not have to obey our enemy. We do not have to fall to our enemy. Although Brother Branham said we'll sin daily, we don't have to be a slave to our enemy. But it's clear, obviously, we should not exalt ourselves in a prideful, sinful way and call the devil dumb when there are no quotes in the Bible that say that and there's no quotes from Brother Branham that say that. So again, it's sad. The preachers who say they most closely follow Brother Branham, they most closely obey the Bible, are saying things and doing things that the Bible does not say, nor does Brother Branham say. I'll share a few more scriptures about what the Bible teaches regarding the enemy. The Bible said Satan would hinder some of Paul's travels. That's in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 18. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once again, but Satan hindered us. So notice Paul doesn't call the devil dumb, or the devil doesn't know what he's doing. He admits that the enemy hindered him from coming. God allowed the enemy to hinder Paul's travels, and God knew Satan would do that, but yet he allowed it. Another verse is Jude 1, verse 9. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. So notice even Michael the archangel showed some level of respect for Satan. Satan was wondering where the body of Moses was. Of course, we know what happened. God resurrected Moses' body, took it up to heaven, and then we know about 1,500 years later, he did make it to the promised land, as Brother Branham said. And he talked with Jesus, and of course, Elijah was there as well on Mount Transfiguration. But even Michael the archangel would not give a railing accusation against the devil. He just said, the Lord rebuke thee. That's what I feel like some of these message preachers have done. When they call Satan dumb devil, it's like a railing accusation against Satan. And not even a holy, heavenly archangel would bring a railing accusation against the enemy. Please pardon the interruption. I'd like to remind our listeners about two resources that will greatly strengthen your faith, according to my humble opinion. In 2019, I wrote the book called Restoring Christian Modesty. It's over 120 pages showing the Bible foundations for a modest and holy appearance. It covers all the guidelines for modest clothing and also covers bracelets, necklaces, rings, earrings, nose rings, and many more topics. One of the most useful parts of this book is the chapter that shows the history of the United States and how they slowly rejected modest clothing. And it chronicles all these changes decade by decade from the 1800s to the present. And the second resource is my 2021 book. It's an 812-page book about the 12 New Testament mysteries that Brother Branham finished. According to Revelation 10, verse 7, Brother Branham said the seventh church age messenger would finish all these mysteries in the sermon called, Is This the Sign of the End, Sir? from December 1962. Friends, this is an extensive Bible teaching on the major doctrines that Brother Branham gave us, proving he was the seventh church age messenger, a genuine prophet of God, and the Elijah prophet to restore all things. In a time when so many people are falling away from the message, I feel these two resources will strengthen your faith. If you want God to draw closer to you, you've got to draw closer to Him. And many times that's through prayer, Bible study, worship. So I know these two resources will be a great help to you. They're available on Amazon. I'm not a book salesman. 
So if you can't afford them, I'll gladly email you the free PDFs. You can read them on your phone or tablet or print them off if you like. Recall Acts 17 verse 11, the Bereans were more noble because they searched the scriptures daily to prove the things that Paul taught were true. And so we must do the same thing today. If we're spiritual nobility, if we're spiritual royalty in the family of the Lord Jesus Christ, the family of King Jesus, then we should search the scriptures daily to prove Brother Ram's teachings were thus saith the word of God. Thank you for your time. Now back to the content. Here's seven quotes from Brother Branham I'm going to play. And in these seven quotes, Brother Branham literally says the opposite of what message preachers are saying today. Brother Branham never said, dumb devil. Brother Branham said, Satan is smart and a genius. So here's some of the phrases Brother Branham used. Good adversary, great adversary, smart one. Satan knew the Bible as good as Jesus did. He's good at the job, more than a match for a human being. You're not a match for him. He's a genius at his job. So let's go through these quotes in chronological order. In 1959, be certain of God, Brother Ram said, Satan, our great adversary, is such a smart one. Let's listen to the quote. Even the Satan, our great adversary, is such a smart one until he even puts sometimes the church before God. You might have a great church. It may be a great building. Art may be a great denomination. And again, it may be a great congregation. But let nothing come before God in your heart. Anything before God is an idol. Next quote is from 1961 in Uncertain Sound. Brother Branham said, Satan knows how to make it attractive. He's a genius at his job. Let's listen to the quote. But sin is attractive. Any way you take it, sin is attractive to the human being because he's a subject of, of the fallen race that we are. And it's attractive. Satan knows how to make it attractive. He's a, he's a genius at his job. And he, if he can't get it out there in the world affair, he brings it right into the church. He comes right over on our own ground. That's the reason, brethren, sisters, we should recognize him. It's time that the church was spiritual. Recognize, know God. Not by creed, not by denomination, but by experience. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. In the greatest battle ever fought, 1962, Brother Branham said, He's praying and he mentioned Satan. He said, I know that you're more than a match for a human being, but you're not a match for my Lord. Let's listen to the quote. I go to lay hands up on him. Satan, you've done this. You've done this. I know that you're more than a match for a human being, but you're not a match for my Lord. So I come in his name. Leave thou spirit of the devil. Thou demon of sickness. Come out of this child. And may she go free from this day on. I'll pronounce this in the name of Jesus Christ. Next in... 1962, Wisdom versus Faith. Brother Adam said, Satan knew the Bible as good as Jesus did, but it wouldn't work for Satan. Let's listen to the quote. Therefore, those two great forces come together, knowledge and faith. 
Jesus knew who he was. Satan knew the Bible as good as Jesus did. But it wouldn't work for Satan. No matter how much knowledge you have, it won't work. Now take that back to some of these big organizations. Think of it a minute. They say, well, we got the work. Let me see it work. You Catholics, you say you're the original. Let's see it. Show me your works without your, or show me your works by, or without your faith, I show you mine by my faith. See? See what the word said. Next, in putting on the whole armor of God, 1962, Brother Random said, He's good at the job, he's a good adversary. Let's listen to the quote. Now, in order to do this, he has to make it very appealing. Reasonings. And that's the way Satan does. He's good at the job. And he's a good adversary. And he makes it appealing. He had to make it appealing to you. He said, now look, uh, uh, dear, uh, you know, you don't know what's right and wrong. And uh, you, you must remember that it's, this fruit is pleasant to the eye. It, it, it'll make one wise. And oh, oh, if that isn't a good bait. And then again, in putting on the whole armor of God, Abraham said, you can't do it in yourself now. You're not a match for him. But if you'll just let God do it, get the word in you, then it'll all be taken care of. Let's listen to the quote. Talking, speaking, I'm working. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my. That's it. I'll do the, do, I'll do the work. Just let them just humble themselves. Let them just empty up. I'll defeat my enemy out there through them. <laughs> Amen. That's it. You can't do it in yourself. Now, you're not a match for them. But if you just let God do it, get the word in you, then it'll be all be taken care of. In closing, friends, I hope this video has been a help, uh, been a blessing. As I've shown over the past few years, I've seen such a spirit of pride on lots of message preachers, and this is just one more manifestation of that. And I could be wrong, but it seems to be some connection with the preachers that use this dumb devil statement. It seems like the devil is then allowed to attack them in some very serious ways. But again, I'm not completely certain about that. I certainly don't want any of the viewers or myself or anyone to take any chances in taking a prideful attitude and exalting ourselves so highly that we underestimate our adversary. When Brother Ram said he's a worthy adversary and he's a genius at his job. Again, we've got to remember 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Notice God is always saying, humble ourselves, not pridefully exalt ourselves. Casting all of our care upon him, for he careth for us. We must be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. See, friends, we got to be sober. we got to be diligent. Sober means to be calm and collected in spirit. Temperate. Vigilant means to give strict attention to, to watch, to be cautious, to be active. To take heed lest through remission and indolence some destructive calamity suddenly overtakes one. So we don't want to get a carefree attitude and mock Satan and exalt ourselves so highly like we're the ones who actually defeat Satan. We're not. It's the word of God that defeats Satan through our lips. We've got to believe it, yes, but it's not by our own human strength. It's by the word of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And friends, we must steadfastly resist the enemy. So it's the enemy who anoints preachers with a prideful spirit. And then these preachers exalt themselves against the enemy. With an evil spirit, they exalt themselves against an evil spirit. 
And it's just like Brother Bram told us, that's how countries have wars. The demon powers anointing one country will have jealousy or some type of uh, bitterness or some type of feud with another country that's anointed with other demons, and they'll go to war. We know God is not the author of these wars. God allows them, of course. It's in the Sermon Victory Day, 1963. Brother Ram said those spirits get jealous of one another. And what do they do? They cause war. That's right. Because every nation is controlled by Satan. Let's listen to the quote. And then those spirits get jealous of another spirit. And what do they do? They cause war. That's right. Now, you see, every nation is controlled by Satan. The Bible said so. He's a God of the nations. Satan took Jesus up top of the mountain and said, showed him all the kingdoms is in the world. All the kingdoms. In a moment of time, and said, these are mine. I'd do with him anything I want to. He said, I'll give them over to you. If you worship me, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Friends, let's live a humble, Holy Ghost-filled Christian life, and God will exalt us in due time. Let's not exalt ourselves now like many message preachers are doing. Let's humble ourselves now, and then God will exalt us in his due time. If you have any questions, concerns, or testimonies about this video, please contact me. So thank you for your downloads, friends. And if you feel led, please pray about it and share this podcast with someone if you think it might help them. God bless you and may Jesus Christ anoint you to defend this message.